Rowie's Fishing Show. We've been following this story with real interest, um, and it is concerning. Salt is still threatening the St Kilda mangroves. So joining us is Dr Perry Coleman. She's from the Delta Environmental Consulting. Dr Perry Coleman, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Where are we at? And I've heard these recent rains have made matters worse. Yes, well, this time last year you may have heard us calling to have the brine removed from those ponds south of St Kilda. And that didn't happen. The, um, eventually, the brine became too strong um, to be able to be easily removed. So small pumps were used to move it from one side of the pond to the other, mm. um, up into higher ground, so that it would evaporate. But that, of course, left all the salt behind. And uh, now that winter's arrived, uh, the rain has dissolved all that salt back up. And so the ponds south of St Kilda are about half full at the moment with Brine that has 300 grams per litre of salt in it, that's Jeez. about 30%. So, you know, the brine's pink and um, and it's very salty. And now's the opportunity if the, um, if the agencies that could be in charge of this matter could do it, to remove that brine and get it into the um, Bolivar Channel to get it diluted with yeah. fresh water before sending it back out to sea. Mm. I mean, that's more salt than the Dead Sea. You need oh, yes. restoration <laughs> work. Why hasn't it started? And, and come on, let's point the finger. What agencies need to step up? Well, I wish I knew to be sure. I, I keep talking to the agencies that appear to have the most... Um, clout, if you'd like, in this regard, the Department for Energy and Mining, who um, oversee the miner, and the EPA, who, of course, um, investigate um, matters of of, uh, environmental harm. Well, doesn't the EPA have an overarching power to to say to, um, I don't know who we're pointing the finger at, but I know Buckland Dry uh, Creek are responsible for the salt level. What's happening between those parties? Um, I don't know because they don't tell me. I can only see what's happening on the ground. The thing is, if if you were to start pumping straight away, um, the water, the, the brine in those ponds is now so high that it's right up to the pump station that oh, feeds into the Bolivar Channel. Every cubic metre of brine that you remove from the pond now, you'd be getting 300 kilos of salt taken out. And um, while there's hundreds of thousands of tonnes of salt in that pond, um, every bit that you get rid of now means that the next bit of rain that comes along can pick up a bit more mm. and remove that. And so, you know, if if pumping started, say, a month ago when the, when the pond started to fill and continued through till September, we would have gotten rid of a lot of the salt. Oh, As it is, if mm. September catches us unawares, the evaporation rates will go up, and at that point we won't be able to keep up. The, the okay. brine will start crystallising out again. Goodness me. So is this a money problem? Is it a responsibility problem? Or is it just the fact that people just don't care enough? I suspect it's a responsibility problem. Uh, I was taught as a young girl that if everyone's responsible, nobody steps up and takes Yes, yeah. <laughs> takes charge. So you have to make somebody responsible. Mm. And I suspect that might be part of the problem. Okay. I know for a fact we've got another bloodworm run coming up in the new moon in August. That's not far away. In actual fact, I think it's going to be this weekend. We've just had a bloodworm run. I know a lot of the fish shows are saying it's the smallest it's ever been. A lot of things breed in the mangroves. 
I mean, you're the doctor, Dr. Perry Coleman. They're, they're basically the um, the lungs of a of an estuary or a river system. Well, they're really important because uh, the little mud crabs that live there, they um, release all of their zoe, their babies, at the uh, high spring tides. Mm-hmm. And all of the fishies and, and prawns that come in, they can double their weight in a single tidal cycle. Wow. These areas are, are really important. And at the moment... Um, None of the propagules, which are the baby mangrove plants that fall from the trees last summer, none of those have grown in the area that's affected. So the ground's still too salty. And we were hoping that if we could get rid of the brine, you know, by autumn last year, you know, just gone past, that this winter we'd have some big high tides, which we've had, and that they would flush those grounds um, free of salt or ready to start restoration work. But... That doesn't appear to have happened okay. because there is ongoing discharge of salt from oh, those. So how many acres of mangroves have we lost? And there's got to be an end date, an end time where, where you say, from Delta Environmental Consulting, you say it's too late, stuff it, we, we've stuffed it. Um, well, you're talking about seven kilometres of coastline. All up, yeah, quite a bit scary, isn't it? All up, there is about 193 hectares of impact. Zone. Now, the mm-hmm. impact zone includes quite a range of different impacts. So there's dead mangroves and there's dead salt marshes. Mm-hmm. And then there's six mangroves and six salt marshes. And then there's areas which are now waterlogged with hypersaline brine that used to be high and dry, even at the high tide mark. Um, and then there's areas where there is a, a mineral called jarosite, which is an iron oxide, which has come out of the ground, pushed out of the ground, Mm-hmm. Um, by reaction with um, acid drainage from the um, uh, from the ponds, it's quite a large area. Now, of that, if you were of the 193 hectares, there's around 10 hectares of absolutely 100% dead individual trees. If you just count their canopy, you don't count the ground in between the trees. Um, so you, you can get different numbers out of that. But, um, but all up, about 193 hectares of impacted area yeah. across seven kilometres. It, it, it just disappoints. I mean, the EPA is a government agency. The Department of Energy and Mining is a government agency. I don't know whether it needs to get up to the Premier's office, but he's tied up with St Nicholas Spurrier. Here's an idea. Why don't we just get Nicholas Spurrier to say there's COVID down there and them there? Bloody, um, you know what I mean? Those mangroves, and you'd have all the money in the bloody world to get it fixed. Oh, Nicola's wonderful. She could sort it out if anybody could. She, Saint Nicola, would sort that out. I know I'm making fun of it, but it does make me sick being a fisho because it is, as you know, and as I know, it does absolutely help that entire ecosystem. And the fact we can't get it done is frustrating. I don't care if it's money, responsibility, or care factor. It's got to get done, and I. Thank you for sharing that story and keep fighting the good fight. Thank you very much. Yeah, good work. Dr. Perry Coleman there from the Delta Environmental Consulting. It is disappointing. We've followed this for six months and we're still here. Nothing's changed.